esta noche, I would like to talk about holiness to the Lord. Which is a phrase that we can take from our text of Scripture. If I were to subtitle it, it would be a lifestyle of holiness. We see in our opening text of Scripture that God is giving Moses instruction. Who is Moses? Why does he need instruction? God's people, el pueblo de Dios, whom he had called al cual él había llamado, and chosen to be separate unto himself, y le, y los había para ser para sí found themselves in bondage and slavery in the land of Egypt. En la tierra de Egipto. This is a land of idolatry. This is a land of what we would call false gods. They did not know, nor did they worship Jehovah God. Moses went to Pharaoh under the commandment of God. And he commanded to Pharaoh that he should let the people of God go free. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? I don't know who that is. Why am I going to listen to something that I don't know and I don't respect? And so I would say that it was a godless nation. But they had their gods. And so it was a very spiritual nation. But not everything spiritual is good. And we find that there was contention with the man of God, with Moses. He would come before Pharaoh and he would say, in the name of Jehovah, I command you to let my people go. And God would allow Moses and his brother Aaron to perform miracles and mighty works. And Pharaoh would just smirk and laugh as he called upon his spiritual individuals, as he called upon the magicians and the sorcerers, the astrologers, the witches, if you will, those that understood the sorcery of, 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 of evil spirits. And he would call them, and they would perform the works that Moses performed. And Pharaoh's heart would be hardened because he had what he believed to be something that was greater than God. Why would he listen to God? I can do the same things you're doing. No big deal. I have my God. I trust in the wisdom and the knowledge of man. Egypt was a very powerful nation. It was a very intelligent nation. 
They have structures that still stand today. Tenían estructuras que hasta hoy están de pie. That baffle our archaeologists and our scientists. Que anonadan a los arqueólogos y científicos de hoy en día. That in all of our arrogance as human beings now, que en toda nuestra arrogancia como seres humanos ahora, we think obviously since we've been here longer, we're smarter than them. Pensamos que hemos estado aquí más tiempo, somos más inteligentes que ellos. But they still don't understand how some of these things were done in Egypt. And so Pharaoh is trusting in the arm of the flesh. Or in the strength of humanity. In the wisdom of man. In the signs of the stars. In his ability of his sorcerers to be able to stay in connection with that spirit world. But we find that Moses and Aaron by the hand of God begin to prove to the people of Israel to the nation of Egypt and ultimately to the known world of that region. That God is the final and the greatest authority. It got to a place where the trusted sorcerers donde los que confiaban en los hechiceros could not duplicate the signs of God. No podían hacer las obras de Dios. And even the sorcerers had to come to Pharaoh. Aún los hechiceros vinieron a Faraón and say, listen to this man. Y le dijeron, escucha a este hombre. Don't you know that we're being touched by the finger of God? Y no sabes que hemos sido tocados por los dedos de Dios. And so they even recognized and realized that the God of this people is greater than the gods that we serve. And that the spirit that is upon them is greater than the spirits that we are connected with. And the Bible says with a mighty hand which is a show and a display of power God delivers his people out of the land and they leave Egypt with a high hand. They leave Egypt in victory. And they come to the Red Sea. And God parts the waters of the Red Sea. You know the story. They pass through on the dry ground. They get to the other side. And we can read in the Old Testament. And it's so beautiful that God had a plan for the beginning and the foundation of the world. Because everything that we read in the Old Testament points towards the New Testament. And it's foreshadowing. It's types and shadows that we can refer back to and see that it's always been the plan of God from the beginning. And so we see that even in this deliverance, uh, by the hand of God out of Egypt, por el brazo de Dios fuera de Egipto, that this is foreshadowing. Que esto estaba mostrando un modelo of the New Testament salvation, de la salvación del Nuevo Testamento, that we should receive, de la cual nosotros debemos de recibir. 
they experienced a type of repentance. Ellos experimentaron un tipo de arrepentimiento. When God pulled them out of Egypt. Cuando Dios los sacó de Egipto. They put that world behind them. Pusieron ese mundo atrás. They said we're done serving the gods of Egypt. Dijeron estamos ya terminados sirviendo a esos dioses de Egipto. We're done living under the bondage and the slavery. Ya no vamos a vivir en la esclavitud. Both physically and spiritually. Físicamente y espiritualmente hablando. We're done living under the hand of those false gods. Ya no vamos a estar bajo la mano de esos falsos dioses and those sorcerers y esos hechiceros and those evil spirits y esos malos espíritus we're leaving that world behind estamos dejando ese mundo atrás and we're going to worship God y vamos a adorar a Dios we're on a path to serve the Lord vamos en camino a adorar y servir a Dios this is repentance esto es el arrepentimiento And we see that they go through the Red Sea. Y vemos que atraviesan el Mar Rojo. And this is a type of water baptism. Y eso es un tipo de, de bautismo en el agua. And as the people of Israel get to the other side. Y mientras el pueblo de, 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 de Dios pasa hacia el otro lado. And they turn and they look in that sea. Y voltean y ven hacia el mar. They see the army of Egypt. Pueden ver el ejército de Egipto. As it is following hard after them. Como viene detrás de ellos to grab hold of them para volverlos a, a retener and pull them back by force y regresarlos por fuerza into bondage and slavery una vez más a la esclavitud and they watch y ven as God allows the waters to refill where it was y ven como Dios vuelve a llenar esas aguas and they watch as the mighty armies of Egypt y como ese ejército poderoso de Egipto their horses and their chariots sus caballos y sus carretas their soldiers sus their warriors And they watch as the waters cover over them. Y ven como el agua cubre ese mar una vez más. Completely destroying y completamente destruyendo the armies, los ejércitos of Egypt, de Egipto. So that now Egypt can no longer grab hold of them. Ahora Egipto ya no puede tener control de ellos. To bring them back para traerlos de regreso under the subjection and the authority para que estén sujetos a la autoridad of their rule, de su gobernador. And we experience this y podemos experimentar esto when we go through the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. Cuando vamos en las aguas del bautismo en el nombre de Jesús. All of our sins washed away. Como nuestros pecados son lavados. And that which the devil would try to use to grab us. Y aquello que el, el diablo quiso usar para agarrarnos to pull us back into that lifestyle. Y regresarnos a ese estilo de vida is now under the blood of Jesus. Ahora está cubierto bajo la sangre de Jesús. In the waters of baptism. En las aguas del bautismo. And the children of Israel get to the other side. Y los hijos de Israel pasan al otro lado. And they are led by God. Y son guiados por Dios. In the time of day, en el, durante el día, they are led by a pillar of a cloud. Son guiados por un pilar, the una columna, glory of God. Por una columna. And at night, la gloria chicana de Dios. Y this, por noche, this chicana cloud y la esa nube chequina transforms into a pillar of fire viene se convierte en un pilar de fuego to give them direction para darles dirección both in the day and in the night ambos de día y de noche and when we are filled with the holy ghost y cuando nosotros somos llenos con el espíritu santo john the baptist said Juan Bautista dijo that there was one that would come que vendría uno and he would fill us with holy ghost 
and with fire. Y que nos llenaría con el Espíritu Santo y fuego. And so as we are filled with the Spirit of God, cuando somos llenos del Espíritu de Dios, much as the children of Israel are led from bondage, así como los hijos de Israel fueron guiados de la esclavitud, led to a place that God had promised them. Hacia un lugar que Dios les había prometido. We too are being led by the Spirit. Nosotros también somos guiados por el Espíritu. And to the place that God has prepared for us. A ese lugar que Dios ha preparado para Jesus nosotros. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Jesús dijo, vengo a preparar un lugar para vosotros. I'm looking forward Estoy esperando to getting to that place that he's preparing and making ready for me. Llegar a ese lugar que él está ha preparado para mí. And in the meantime, y mientras tanto, I'm leaving this world behind. Estoy dejando este mundo atrás. I'm leaving Egypt behind. Estoy dejando Egipto atrás. And I'm allowing God y estoy permitiendo que Dios to lead and guide and direct me by his Spirit. It's in the Bible. It makes sense. And so the Old Testament is foreshadowing to the New Testament. And we see here that Moses is on the top of a mountain. And he is seeing the pattern of heaven y está viendo el modelo del cielo as God is revealing it to him así como Dios se lo reveló and he's giving Moses instruction y le da instrucción a Moisés for the guidance and the direction of his people para la guianza y dirección de su pueblo and he's giving him instruction for the temple de instrucciones también sobre el templo and the temple and the ritual sacrifices el templo y los sacrificios los rituales of the Old Testament del Antiguo Testamento point towards the New Testament enfocándose al Nuevo Testamento and point towards Christ hacia Cristo and so we see here that God is very explicit Podemos ver que Dios lo habla de una manera explícita. When he is telling Moses, cuando le dice a Moisés, make sure you follow the pattern that I show you. Asegúrate de seguir el modelo, el patrón que te he mostrado. Make sure you follow the pattern that you saw on the mountain. Lo cual viste en el monte. Do it exactly as I showed you. Hazlo de la manera como te lo mostré. And we see here in our text of Scripture, podemos ver aquí en la escritura que leímos, I said all that to bring us to this place. Le dije todo para traerlos a este lugar. That God told Moses, que Dios le dijo a Moisés, to make a plate of gold, que hiciera una, una placa de oro, and to engrave upon it, como una, una grabadura de sello, like unto the engravings of a signet, como grabadura de sello. We're in Exodus 28, chapter 36, if you want to follow along. Hechos 28, 36, si quieres seguir. And a signet is, is all, also referred to as a signet ring. También se and it's something that people in authority would have. A king would have this. A treasurer, a scribe, un escriba, un a governor. Un gobernador. There would be people who would have this. Esta mitra, esta persona, this seal. Este sello on a ring. And what they would do is, for example, if they wrote a letter, they would roll up that letter. And then they would get some wax and they would melt that wax. And they would put that on the, on the crease there of that rolled up letter in order to keep it closed. And they would take that ring and they would seal it so that 
the recipient of that letter para que esa carta, would be able to identify who wrote the letter, de quien había leído, esa carta, whose authority sealed the letter. Había esa carta. And so a seal would be very distinct. Y ese sello era algo muy you would be able to identify who it belonged to and whose authority was stamped. You didn't want people to be confused about who sealed it. You wanted to make sure that they knew. The king doesn't want to be confused for someone else. He wants to have a unique and distinct seal. And, and so he tells Moses, I have a unique and distinct seal. And it's going to say holiness unto the Lord. And you're going to put this upon Aaron. And it's going to be upon his forehead. And it is always to be upon his forehead. It is a perpetual sign. It is a perpetual seal of my stamp upon his forehead. Saying that he is separate unto the Lord. He is sanctified unto the Lord. That's what holiness to the Lord means. It means being separate. Sanctified. Dedicated. Apart. Unto the Lord. And we understand that that this was something that was patterned after heaven. And this is something that was important to God. That we can read and look to in the Old Testament. And we can look to the New Testament. And we can see how it applies. So why don't we do that? Let's look in the book of Revelation. Chapter number 7. And I will begin reading at verse 1. And it reads, And after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. So there's this angel who has this, this signet ring. And it's the ring of the living God. And this angel, he cries with a loud voice to the four angels. To whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. And in verse 3, this angel says, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And so we can see 
the connection between the Old Testament and how God sealed Aaron and the priests y a los sacerdotes as holiness unto the Lord. Como santidad a Jehová. And we see here in the New Testament podemos ver aquí en el Nuevo Testamento that there's a group of people que hay un grupo de personas who God is desiring to seal in their foreheads a los cuales Dios desea sellar en sus frentes and set apart unto Him y separarlos para Él that they might be identified para que puedan ser identificados as God como Dios by the seal of the living God por el sello del Dios viviente Now, let's also look in the book of Ephesians. Let's see if I can bring this to an application into our day and time. Let's look at Ephesians. And we're going to read chapter number 1, beginning at verse number 13. It says, in whom ye also trusted. In whom have we trusted? We've trusted in Christ Jesus. It says, after that you have heard the word of truth. So after we heard the word of truth, we trusted. After you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And so the word of truth is the gospel of our salvation. And what is the gospel of our salvation? It is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. The Messiah. That we might apply that to our lives. Unto salvation. In whom also after that you believe. And so we heard the word of truth, which was the gospel of our salvation. We trusted in that word and in that gospel. And we believed in that word and in that gospel. And because we believed, we took action. Because we believe, we repented of our sins. Because we believe and we trusted. We were baptized in the name of Jesus. For the washing away of our sins. Because we believed and because we trusted. In the gospel of our salvation. We didn't fully maybe understand it. But we lifted up our hands. We said, okay, God. I want what you got. Whatever it is, I don't understand it, but I want it. And God filled us with the power of His Spirit. As we begin to speak in other tongues as the unction of the Holy Ghost spake forth out of our mouth. And so this is what this verse of Scripture is talking about. And it says, in whom also after that you believed, so after all of this happened, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Well, what is that Holy Spirit of promise? Verse 14. 
which is the earnest of our inheritance que es la zarra de nuestra herencia until the redemption of the purchased possession hasta la redención de la posesión adquirida unto the praise of his glory para la alabanza de su gloria and so we received we were sealed fuimos sellados by the seal of God por el sello de Dios unto the redemption of our souls para la redención de nuestras almas and it's the inheritance y es la herencia that God has promised us que Dios nos ha prometido but we have not yet received full inheritance of that promise no hemos recibido plenamente esa herencia esa promesa we are not yet fully redeemed no estamos completamente redimidos we still live in this flesh todavía vivimos en esta carne but God has given us a down payment pero Dios ya ha dado el, el anticipo He has given us the earnest of our inheritance. God says, I have already paid for you in full. But I can't fully redeem you right now. But I promise you there's coming a day where you're going to be fully redeemed. And I don't want you to just take my word for it. But I'm going to seal you with the down payment of your inheritance. Which is the Holy Spirit of promise. Which is His Spirit. Which dwells within us, que viene dentro de nosotros, as we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Cuando somos llenos del Espíritu Santo, and this is exciting. Y esto es algo muy emocionante. And we can look unto the future, y podemos ver hacia el futuro. And we can say, I know there's coming a day, y podemos decir, vendrá un día, where my back's not going to hurt anymore, donde ya no me va a doler la espalda, where my knees aren't going to give me problems, donde ya no me van a doler las rodillas, where I can dance before the Lord, donde yo puedo lanzar delante del Señor, and I won't run out of breath. Yo voy a ya no me va a doler el cuerpo. I'm just going to be able to ever worship God. Y toda la alabanza vamos a alabar a Dios. Oh, there's coming a day. Va a venir un día. I know it because I can experience. Yo sé porque lo he experimentado. A taste, una una pruebita. Of what that's going to be like. De cómo va a ser eso. When I receive the Spirit, cuando yo recibo el Espíritu. What a beautiful God we serve. Qué hermoso Dios servimos nosotros. Okay, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Vamos a Efesios 4. And let's begin reading at verse number 17. Oh, this is so good. Esto es algo muy hermoso. If you have an opportunity, usted tiene la oportunidad, read the entire Bible. Lea toda la Biblia. It's really good. Es algo muy bonito. I was going to say, just read the book of Ephesians. Yo les iba a decir que leyeran solamente el libro de Efesios. But I'd be selling you short. Pero no les daría todo. You just need to go ahead and read the whole thing. Necesitan leer todo el libro. And don't fall asleep in the Old Testament. Y no se quede dormido en el Antiguo Testamento. Because that's explaining to us what's happening now in our day and time. Porque eso viene y le explica lo que está pasando en los tiempos en que vivimos. And how all of that was fulfilled in Christ. Y cómo eso fue cumplido en Cristo. Praise God. Alabado sea el Señor. Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians, uh, 4 verse number 17. 17. This I say therefore, digo, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. And so he's like, don't, don't be like the rest of the world. Don't walk in the direction that they're walking. Because they're they're walking in the vanity of their mind. And that's not what God has called you to. And this this phrase vanity of mind. It's it's 
It's being void of truth. And so he's saying there are other people on this planet who are walking with a mind that is absent of truth. Don't be like them. Don't go in that direction. Don't live that lifestyle. When he says don't walk as they walk, that's what he means. He's not saying don't get the same shoes they get. He's saying don't live the same lifestyle that they live. Verse 18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of their heart. And this, this, this verse is, is fascinating. Es un verso muy so these people, Esta persona, who being past feeling, que han el they've gone beyond feeling. Que han, que han ido más allá del they no longer listen to the conscience ya no más a la that would try and direct them what is right from wrong. They've gone past that feeling and have given themselves over unto lasciviousness. And lasciviousness is unbridled lust. A bridle would be a tool that you put in a horse's mouth in order to control the animal. That's a bridle. And, and this word lasciviousness is saying that that bridle is taken away. No longer able to control that beast. But but this lust just wanders wherever it wants to go. Going beyond that feeling that tells you, I don't think this is right. They've cast off all restraint. And they're following only after the lust and the desire of their lives. And this is to work all uncleanliness with greediness. So they're not doing this to be good human beings. They're, they're doing this to be greedy. Looking out only for themselves. And this is what verse 20 says. But ye have not so learned Christ. When you were filled with the Holy Ghost, when you were baptized in the name of Jesus, when you repented of your sins, you have not learned this lifestyle. You have not learned that, that unbridled lust is the direction that your life should go. If so be that ye have heard him, and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So rather than do that, this is what we should do. Verse 22. 
that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so the former conversation of the old man, that's the former lifestyle. And so when we have learned of Christ, when we have heard the gospel, when we have believed it, when we have acted upon it, when we have repented, been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, we have learned a new way, a new and living way, that we no longer follow after the lust of this world and the lust of this corrupt fallen nature. But we follow after the desires of God, which is righteousness and true holiness. And so we put away the former lifestyle of the old man. And we put on the new man, which is in God, righteousness and true holiness. And we are admonished in verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let not evil and corrupt communication be, be, be spoken. But let words of edification and lifting up be spoken. Let's not tear each other down. But let's edify and lift up and encourage one another. That we may minister grace one to another. Verse 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Once again, we see here that seal that God is putting upon us, that we are separate unto Him, called out unto Him, that we would be a part of the church. Does anybody know in the New Testament what the, the Greek word for the church is? Ecclesia. What does that mean? 
the called out ones. We are a part of the church. Somos parte de la iglesia, the ones that have been called out from the world. Que han sido del mundo, to live separate and holy unto the Lord. Para y para el Señor. And we have been sealed. Y hemos sido by his promise. Por su that we are his. Que somos de él, that we belong to him. Y que le a él. He wants everyone. Que cada to know. That he has sealed us. Que él nos ha that he has put his mark, his name upon us. That any who would see would be able to identify that we have been called out unto the Lord. We have been separate unto the Lord. And that he is calling us to be holy unto himself. And Paul goes on. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. With all malice. So let all these things be put away in malice too, now that I'm thinking about it. And be kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Let's go to the next verse, chapter 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Y andad en amor como también Cristo nos amó y se entregó a sí mismo por nosotros, ofrenda y sacrificio a Dios en olor fragante. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saint. Pero fornicación y toda inmundicia o avaricia ni aún su nombre entre vosotros como conviene a santos. Don't let these things be associated with your lifestyle. You are saints of the living God. Don't let it be named once that someone would have an accusation against you concerning these things. But, but display that seal with boldness. It says, I belong to Jesus. And people may not be able to see that in the spirit. But the spirit world can see that. And they're going to be able to see who you're sealed unto. But what the world can see is our lifestyle. And as we live a lifestyle of holiness that is separate unto the Lord, we are going to be able to display the holiness of God. And as we do this, we are going to have communion and fellowship with God continually. We know that light and darkness does not have fellowship. That righteousness and unrighteousness does not have fellowship. And so I want to have fellowship with God throughout my entire day. 
Yo siempre tengo que estar al tanto de mis acciones y mi estilo de vida. No quiero algo que venga pueda poner en peligro esa relación con Dios. O esa comunión que yo tengo para con el Señor. I don't want that seal to become tainted no quiero que ese sello esté or faded o esté borrado so that in that day when Christ returns y cuando ese día cuando venga Cristo looking for those who have been sealed buscando aquellos que han sido sellados on the day that the dead in Christ shall rise en el día que los muertos en Cristo se resucitarán aquellos que estén vivos serán levantados con Él en el aire That's, that's our inheritance. That's what we're living for. But I don't want God to look down upon me. Pero no quiero que Dios me vea. And have to squint and. Y le haga así como que no está seguro. What seal is that? ¿Qué sello es ese? Is that my seal? Es mi sello. It looks a little distorted. Se ve un poquito distorsionado. No se ve bien. And I want God to be, oh yeah, that's what yo right quiero there. que Dios lo vea y diga, este es mío. Right yo no there. tengo ninguna pregunta, él es mío. Ven, ven, ven para acá. No es algo falso, es algo verdadero. No está tratando de, de simplemente imitar. Es ese sello que yo he puesto en él. So I want to live a lifestyle of holiness. Yo quiero vivir una vida en santidad, un estilo de vida en santidad. Separado y santificado para el Señor. I want to have the power and the presence of God with me everywhere that I go. Yo quiero tener el poder y la presencia de Dios a cualquier lado donde yo vaya. That's what a lifestyle of holiness will do. Eso es lo que va a ser un estilo de vida en santidad para nosotros. You will walk in the anointing and the authority of God. Usted va a caminar en la unción y la autoridad de Dios. And the Bible says that we ought to worship the Lord. Y la palabra de Dios nos dice que tenemos que alabar a Dios. In the beauty of holiness. En la hermosura de su santidad. So holiness is beautiful unto Entonces, God. para Dios la santidad es algo hermoso. And a lifestyle of holiness is a lifestyle of worship unto the Lord. Y un estilo de vida santo es una es alabanza para el Señor. We're worshiping God in the beauty of holiness. Estamos alabando al Señor en la hermosura de su santidad. And where people worship God. Y cuando las personas alaban a Dios. God can't help himself. Dios no se puede resistir. He just shows up. Simplemente se muestra. He wants to be a part of that. Él quiere ser parte de todo eso. And so as our lifestyle is reflecting worship unto God. Y cuando nuestro estilo de vida refleja la santidad, la alabanza hacia el Señor. And we're expressing the beauty of holiness. Y estamos expresando la, la hermosura de su santidad. God can't help himself. Dios no se puede resistir. His power and his presence is just with us. Esta presencia y ese poder está entre nosotros. Everywhere we go. A donde nos dirijamos. Taking authority. Tomando autoridad. Over wherever it is that we find ourselves, sobre cualquier situación en la cual nos encontremos, and people will begin to recognize. Las personas van a poder reconocer, and they won't understand it. Y tal vez no lo entiendan, but they'll be drawn to you. Pero van a acercarse hacia usted, hacia usted. Sometimes that's good. Algunas veces es bueno. Sometimes that's bad. A veces no lo es. Because the spirits recognize. Porque les, los espíritus reconocen. And so sometimes you might have to, you might have to deal with. Y algunas veces tiene que lidiar con esa animosidad que es expresada a través del ser humano. Porque los espíritus de este mundo reconocen el sello de Dios, que Dios ha puesto sobre usted. No queremos perder ese sello, ese Espíritu Santo. Queremos continuar caminando en santidad, acercándonos hacia toda situación, ser llevados por su Espíritu, guiados por su Espíritu. 
And so you'll find yourself and people will be drawn to you. Usted va a encontrarse y las personas van a acercarse a usted. Because of your separateness or your sanctification, your holiness unto the Lord. Por su santificación, su separación o su comunión con Dios. And I want to be pleasing to God. Yo quiero agradar a Dios. I want my lifestyle to be pleasing to God. Quiero que mi estilo de vida agrade a Dios. When I stand before the Lord, cuando yo me paro delante de Dios, there are two things that He could say. Hay dos cosas que él puede decir. He could say, "Well done." Ah, puede decir, bien hecho. Come on, let's go. Vámonos. Or he could say, "Depart from me." O puede decir, apartate de mí. For I never knew you. Porque nunca os conocí. So I want my lifestyle to be pleasing to God. Yo quiero que mi estilo de vida agrade a Dios. I want my actions to be pleasing to Him. Y también mis acciones. I want to live a lifestyle that is holy before the Lord. Quiero vivir un estilo de vida que sea santo delante del Not Señor. Not because I think I'm better than anyone else. No porque yo crea que soy mejor que ninguna persona. Not because I'm trying to be a show off. O que quiero simplemente ser un presumido. Not because I'm trying to be holier than you. No porque quiera ser más santo que ustedes. But I want to. I want to hear God say. Pero quiero escuchar que Dios diga. You did a good job, son. Hiciste buen trabajo, hijo. Why don't you come home with me? Ven, acércate a mí. So I need to be holy before the Lord. Yo necesito ser santo delante del Señor. And so we see in the Scripture. Podemos ver en la Escritura. The definition of holiness and beautyness. Las las la definición de santidad y hermosura y hermosura. And we want to turn. To the Word of God for these definitions. Queremos ir a la palabra de Dios para estas definiciones. Because the world does not know how to define beauty. Porque el mundo no puede definir, no sabe cómo definir la palabra hermosura. The world knows how to define sensuality. Saben cómo definir la palabra sensual. What's pleasing to the flesh. Lo que es agrada a la carne. And to carnality. A la carne. But they don't know how to define true. Pero en realidad no saben cómo definir la verdadera hermosura, así como lo como Dios la define. And so we read here where Paul is writing to Ephesus. Entonces vemos cómo Dios le escribe a Éfesos. And he's he's saying, hey, look, guys. Y le dice, muchachos, escuchen. I'm giving you some some things to live by. Le estoy dando unas guías por las cuales se pueden. I'm giving you some instructions. Algunas instrucciones. And Our church will give instruction. We will say things like, "You don't need to give yourself to Hollywood. You don't need to be engaging in the sins and the lifestyles of." That world. You don't need to be given to alcohol. You don't need to be given to sensual dress. Both for men or women. And it's different for both. But none of us need to be given to that lifestyle. None of us need to be given over to a lifestyle of. Addiction. And I could go down the list of, of cigarettes and marijuana and, and, and crack and whatever else you could say. But we don't need to be given over to that. And so our church is not preaching this to rule and reign over your life. 
nuestra iglesia no está predicando esto para gobernar sobre su vida. We don't want to be dictators over you. No queremos ser dictadoras en contra de usted. That's what happened in Egypt. Eso es lo que pasó en Egipto. That's what the oppression was in the world. Eso es lo que era la opresión en el mundo. I hear testimonies of people who have been addicted. He escuchado testimonios de personas que han estado adictas. That they want to stop. Que quieren dejar parar. But they just can't. Pero no pueden. They, they physically can't do it. Físicamente no, no se matter puede how many hacer. times they go to programs. No importa las veces que vayan a programas, no se puede. No, no matter how many times they go to detox. Cuando vengan a esa They can't do it. No pueden hacerlo. That's dictatorship. Eso es dictadura. Because you're doing something that you know that you don't want to do. Porque es algo que está haciendo que no quiere usted hacer. That's a lifestyle of oppression. Eso es un estilo de vida de opresión. And that's what God has called us out of. Y Dios nos ha sacado de todo. To a lifestyle of joy. A un estilo de vida de gozo. Peace, of freedom. De paz, de libertad. But we have this, these, these guidelines. Pero tenemos estas guías a seguir. So that we can cherish. Para que podamos the presence of God in our lives. It's not because we want to rule and dictate your every action. It's because we want you to have fellowship with God. We want you to have communion and relationship with Him. We want you always to be in His presence. Through every moment of every day. That the power and presence of God would be with you. El poder y la presencia de Dios estén con usted. And ultimately, y finalmente, al final, God desires Dios desea that we would be led of His Spirit. Que nosotros seamos guiados por su Espíritu. And that it wouldn't be holiness unto pastor. No sería santidad hacia el pastor. It wouldn't be holiness unto my church. Sería santidad para mi iglesia. But it would be holiness unto God. Pero sería santidad para Dios. When someone comes to you and asks why you dress the way that you do, that it wouldn't be, oh, well, because my pastor tells me to. That it wouldn't be because this is what my church says. But it would be because I have a conviction más que todo es porque tengo una convicción of holiness to the Lord. De la santidad hacia Jehová. That I want my lifestyle to reflect the holiness of God. Y yo quiero que el estilo de vida que yo vivo refleje la santidad del Señor. Y espero que usted lo entienda. But I have to be near to the Lord. Pero necesito estar más cerca del Señor. And so I don't do these things. Yo no, hago estas cosas. no, I'm not going to go drinking with you after work. Because I have a conviction tengo esa that I need to remain holy before the Lord. Santo del Señor. No, I'm not going to engage in this conversation that you're having right now. Because I have a conviction, conviction that I need to be holy before the Lord. Because I am desperate for the presence of God. And I don't want this seal no quiero que este sello that God has placed upon me Dios ha puesto sobre mi frente to be to be tainted que sea borrado, or to be distorted que sea distorsionado. But I want it to reign true in the spirit. Más bien, quiero que esté siempre en el espíritu. 
And as that gold plate on Aaron's head, y mientras esa placa de oro en la, en la frente de Aaron, I want it to shine bright. Yo quiero que esa misma placa brille. And I want to be identified y quiero estar identificado as sanctified unto the Lord. Como santificado para Jehová. Can we all stand? Nos ponemos de pie, hermano. I want my lifestyle. Yo quiero que mi estilo de vida. I want my actions. Mis acciones. I want what I do. Lo que yo hago. To be pleasing to God. Sea agradable a Dios. I want to be able to change the atmosphere. Yo quiero poder cambiar la atmósfera. Not because I want to pat myself on the back. No quiero para que me den una palmadilla en mi espalda. But because I want God to be able to lead others to a better lifestyle. Pero más que todo para que Dios pueda guiar otras personas a ese estilo de vida. I want to show a lifestyle of holiness. Quiero mostrar un estilo de vida en santidad. To show that it is a better life to live. Para hacerles saber a las personas que hay una mejor vida que se puede vivir. I want to live a lifestyle that would show. Quiero vivir un tipo un estilo de vida que pueda mostrar people the way to get to God. A las personas la forma en cómo pueden cómo pueden llegar a Dios. I don't want people to look at me. Yo no quiero que las personas me miren. And marvel when they find out that I'm a Christian. Y que simplemente se den cuenta de alguna manera que soy cristiano. But I want people to know. Pero quiero que las personas vean. That when I have a problem. Que sepan que cuando tengo un problema. Or when, when I need to find God. Cuando yo necesito encontrar a Dios. When I need prayer. Cuando necesito oración. I know who I'm going to. There's an identifying mark that sets that individual apart. There's something about them and I can't explain it, but I know that if I, I have a need, I can go to them. And I know that God will hear them when they pray. I may not believe that God will hear me, but I believe that if I can go to them and they pray for me, that God will have honor unto them. Because by their lifestyle, I know that they live a lifestyle of holiness unto the Lord. And I wonder in this place tonight, I preach to you my heart. I apologize for taking a long time. But I just wonder if there's anyone here tonight where you have a desire to dedicate yourself or even rededicate yourself to a lifestyle of holiness unto the Lord. Maybe you don't quite understand why some of the guidelines are in place. Tal vez usted no tiene el entendimiento completo de por qué hay estas normas. But you would desire that God would give you revelation. Pero si usted tiene el deseo, Dios le va a dar la revelación. De acuerdo a la escritura. As to why he would desire you que por qué él desea que usted to live in a certain way. Viva de cierta manera. Because when you have a conviction, 
esa convicción. And when you're led of the Holy Ghost, y es guiado por medio del Espíritu, it's no longer about holiness unto the church. Ya no se trata de la santidad hacia la iglesia. It's about being holy and set apart unto God. Es más que todo ser separado en santidad para el Señor. It's no longer about because my parents say so. Ya no se trata que porque mi padre lo dicen así. But it's because I want to please my heavenly Father. Más que todo porque quiero agradar a mi padre celestial. And if there's anyone here tonight, si hay alguien aquí en esta noche, you'd like to spend some time in prayer. Que quiere tomar un tiempo en oración. I won't stop you. Yo no le voy a detener. 